Previously on Fate Reforged. A passageway leading down underground. Who goes there? Gigantic web shooting at you from out of the darkness. The last thing you see as darkness takes you. Sight of the one of these two creatures dragging you behind. The party is overlooking their hometown, seeming to be entirely engulfed in flames. Kiki runs. As soon as you run in, you realize that these sounds are coming from the well. Cypress jumps down. If you want to put light on my shield, fine. That's right. My shield's an object. I'm a creature. Don't be anti-warforged, Kiki. What? I I had no part in this. <laughs> you see the bodies of other adventurers. That's 12 points of damage. Aeon's down. Aeon's down. Okay, so we so have one failure... And two, two successes. Yep. To put a little bit of pressure on, <laughs> if you get a natural one, it counts as two failures. What'd you get? Nat, nat one. <laughs> oh my god. And he says, sorry, son. There's nothing I can do. Welcome back to another episode of Tropes and Tabletops Presents Fate Reforged. Previously, our heroes had begun investigating the mysterious cult activity that had surrounded and plagued the town of Braven, their hometown. Upon clearing the ruins up on the Braven Ridge, most of the gang discovered that there was a map showed a secret entrance into the Holy Mausoleum, the Hall of Heroes, where the ancient hero Elon was buried. Coming out of the cave, the heroes saw their town was afire. Cut to inside the town where Vabril, who had stayed behind to warn the guards of the impending cult danger, caught wind of a certain noise. He went to investigate and was pushed out of the way by another adventuring party who claimed to be on official guild business. Before he could follow them, however, the town began to set aflame. Quickly jumping into action, Vabril helped fight the fires, and while he was doing so, he noticed that there was a strange individual who was watching from the shadows and then turned to leave out of town. Following, Vabril then tracked this strange individual to a farmhouse south of town that, upon investigating, he discovered it was recently abandoned quickly in that there was no one inside. Going inside, he found that there was a secret entrance to a cave-like system that ran under town. There was running water, there was an underground river, and strange clicking noises. 
Pushing on further into the chamber, Vabril was suddenly assailed by mysterious monstrosities that, unfortunately for Vabril, got the upper hand. Meanwhile, the party was heading back down from Braven Ridge into town and discovered that by the time they reached town, most of the fires had been put out. Deducing that this fire was more of a ruse than an actual attack, our heroes bravely tried to figure out the answer, tried to get inside of the mausoleum. Doing so, they were not unable to find any way into a sub-basement, a basement. None of the guards even knew that a basement existed. Discouraged and downtrodden, they headed outside, only to hear sounds of battle coming from the nearby town well. Going down inside of the well, they discovered that the adventuring party that had gone in before Vabril were now battling these monstrosities and ultimately were defeated. Weakening the party, weakening the monsters, however, was the last thing that that adventuring party was able to do when our heroes set foot into the cave. <clears throat> A quick battle ensued, and afterwards, Vabril was discovered to be dead. Cypress and Marilyn quickly took his body up to the Temple of Light and asked his father to heal him. However, his father looked at Vabril sadly and said, I'm sorry, son. There's nothing I can do. And that is where we're picking up right now. What What do you mean there's nothing you can do? This son, son, you know that our whole, our whole operation here runs on donations. Uh, we don't have any diamonds of this quality to bring him back. We used the last one today. Actually, look over here. And he points and there is a dwarven child. And he says, Matthias died in one of those fires and I was able to bring him back. We used our last diamond to bring him back. I I don't have any more. We, they, we, have, to, we have to figure something out. This isn't... I've, we've seen the end. He's there. The... There's, we, there's something we can do. Son, without the proper materials, I can't do anything. How long do we have to get you another one? Oh, uh, usually it's within ten days. Anything over than that is, is above my power. Where's the mayor? The mayor? Uh, I haven't seen her. I've been here he healing people. Father, Anybody take you know would have care of him. Son, there's nothing I can do for him. Take He's care beyond of his my body. help. We, I know we can get one. All right. I'll keep a bed for him. Uh, he says, over here, uh, Cyprus. Uh, he, he points to a clean bed. All right. Cyprus will pick him up and lay him down gently. All right. Um, Cy Cyprus, should. Do we want to go get get the guys? Um, we, or at least one of us should get to the Brill's house. Um, I'll do it if you would like to go back to the guys or we can go together. Either way. I might stay here. 
at least for a minute. I think Kiki was on okay. her way. I, I'll be back. Right. And I will go where I need to go. I don't know what part of town that's in, but to the to the uh, noble lighthouse. All right. So you go to the noble light house, the nobles magic and emporium store. You uh, you knock on the door, and Abril's mother, Annabril, opens the door. Can they help you? Y- yes. Uh- is is Vontis here? Um, yes. She leans back. Vontis, you have a visitor. So he comes, kind of, comes in, says, Hello, uh, what can I do for you? You guys will need to come with me to the church. There was an incident during the fire. Vabril is incident. there. Vabril? What? Where is, why is Vabril at the church? What's wrong with him? We found him following a party from the Adventurer's Guild. He didn't make it. His body is with my he, father in the church. He, he didn't we, make it. Oh. And he just pushes past you now. He he is he's gone. He's running to the church now. I will either stay with his mom to make sure she's fine, or I will follow them back. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, Anna Brill, she quickly kind of like, oh no, oh, oh. she like takes off her like enchanting equipment and stuff, and then she's out the door too. I'll pull the door closed and follow them. Okay. So they they uh, they rush in. I'd say this is about the time Kiki is showing up. She had a body with her, As right? You were carrying the dead body, <laughs> yeah, of the previous uh, guard. So it was one of the other adventuring party. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I said guard. No, that's, yeah, that's that's not what that is. Um, so yeah, so she's kind of dragging him along. Uh, so I burst into the door. I got another one down. Uh, it, is is there anything we can do for him? Uh, hello, and kind of waving down uh, Mary's dad. Yeah, Aloysius says like, "Oh, uh, another one, huh? Oh, let's uh, just put him over here, just over here." Uh, and what's wrong with this one? Um, I. It- I, I, I don't know. We, we found them when we were down in the cave, and he was the only one that wasn't breathing. Um, I, I tried to help him. I, I tried to... I, I, and she just kind of trails off. I, mm. I, there's yeah, no, he says... There's no pulse. Well, unfortunately, there's nothing I can do. It, it says here on his adventurer's tag that to contact the guild... Oh, he signed the please resuscitate me clause. Did uh, Cypress hearing that, I will actually immediately start running towards the guild. Okay. That's and and as you're coming out the door, the noble blights are coming in like, Oh, my boy. I run faster. What is, he, he was, what? Uh, he was fighting fighters. What are these marks all over his body? 
Cypress is not going to be anywhere near that trauma. The camera is going to track Cypress. Cypress, you run into the Haven. Uh, Yeah, I kick it down. And do I see, uh, what was uh, Mons Connery or or what what was his name? Yon Honory. Yon's. And I'm just going to tell I need a diamond. I need a diamond now. All right. What kind of diamond are you talking about? One that can bring back the dead. Oh, the dead, eh? Which yeah. one of your party was it? For real. I'm guessing it was that swordsman, yes? He seemed a little headstrong. I had a feeling it'd be someone like him. Do you have a diamond or no? I do have some diamonds. However, they're not free, son. Well, <laughs> I guess I shouldn't be calling you son. That's just a reaction. <clears throat> Where's the rest of your party? How many diamonds are you going to need? I need one. I need it now. Just one? That's what I need right now, man. All right, listen. You're new to this, and this is your first time, so here's what's going to happen. You are a brand new adventurer. You have no standing in the guild. You have no money for a diamond. So what I can do is I can loan you a diamond at interest, and you'll pay it back with the with the guild jobs that you complete. Right. 100% of the proceeds from each job will go towards this debt in order to pay off the diamond. So a 500 gold diamond, plus interest, and he's kind of doing some math over here. You've got 10 days to bring him back, right? Because it happened tonight, didn't it? I'll take the diamond tonight. And I'll pay whatever you want. Well, you don't have anything right now, but you're going to have to earn it. He's He just looks kind of like, this happens way too often. And he says, you have no standing. You have no... Listen, I, I gotta have him. I gotta have him back tonight. His parents are there. Now, I don't. I, I pay double. I don't care. I mean, if nothing else, his parents else, are there. Yeah. Well, don't you have his parents pay for it? Listen, it's nothing that a parent should have to do. All right. You're gonna need to make a persuasion roll. Hey, no guidance. All right, no guidance. Let's go. Let's go. Come on, man. You got it. You got it. Just to let uh, you know, this is 100% against his, like, mm-hmm. standing. So it's going to be a, a higher roll. Uh, so we're talking like a nat one kind of roll? <laughs> Come on, focus. Nice. Nice. He says, maybe if you are a couple ranks higher, but I've got nothing that will guarantee that you don't die on the next one or any of your party. I'm sorry. I. You bring back all of the gold for this diamond, and it's yours. You have ten days. You've got time. I know it seems urgent now, but you've got time. 
are you doing anything, Cypress? With a dirty, hairy stare down. I'll remember this. Sean, it's nothing personal. This is something that... It's yeah, nah, it's personal to me. Well, if it's personal to you, you should have protected him a little better, I think. Now it's real personal. What do you want me to do, old man? What do I need to sign? What do I need to do? You'll just need to come back with some money. I've got the diamonds right here. And I'll turn and walk out. Okay. You walk out. And there in front of the door is the mayor. And she has a box in her hands. She says, oh, uh, Cyprus, actually, just the person I was looking for. Um, I got this package today and it's, it's the strangest thing. It's addressed f- for you and uh, your friends, but it's said to only give it to you after the fire's uh, I wasn't sure what they was what it meant until, well, and she gestures around to the smoldering remains of a few buildings. She says, I'm not sure what this is, but I believe it belongs to you. She will hand you a box. I will take it and stare at it. Is there a note or anything? There is who, a who note. Who gave it to you? Do you know? It It came in the mail this morning. I'm... It doesn't have a, re- a return address, but I'll that is... the note. Okay. You open the note, and the note says, Cyprus, out of all the possibilities that I have seen, you are the only one who made it out unscaped. And so I have addressed this letter to you. Enclosed, you will find what you need to handle your business tonight, for tonight is one of the turning points. Signed, Avin. And that's what the note says. I'll open the box. You open the box, and inside there is, you know how like have like the milk cartons have like the six separate individual packages in the top left package or area container. There is a diamond, a large diamond. And the other containers, there are five vials of potion of healing. I don't. This, I don't understand. There is uh, another piece of paper attached to the diamond and it says, Please tell Vabril to use that keen mind of his a little more. And it says, P.S. When you have concluded tonight's business, meet me in Davod's Ferry. Davod's Ferry. Is that on the... Is that in town? Uh, Cyprus would know that Davod's Ferry is the next town over. Oh, right. To the west. Uh, I'll stare for just another moment 
and then realize what I'm actually holding in my hand, the diamond. The mayor, the mayor who's still kind of standing there like, Cyprus, are you all right? I, I think I'm going to be okay. I think it's going to be okay. Uh, well, Very well. I've got to go. Very well. Be on your way. Screw you, Connery. <laughs> it's just a business. Fuck off. All right. So you take off towards the church. Uh, yeah. Immediately going to uh, Mary, Mary's dad and just holding that out to him. He says, oh, well, that, that was very fast. I'm well, this not dude. quite sure. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, he'll, he'll take the. He'll take the diamond and uh, he'll begin casting resurrection. And he says, excuse me, uh, please, I, I need access to the body. And the, the noble blights are just like all over Vabril's body, just, <laughs> just weeping. And as you know, Vabril's dad, Vantas, is like ripping his clothes. Ah, my boy, he was supposed to be the smart one. Um, I, I imagine so, my yeah, mother and he, I will walk over and talk to them yeah your mother who hasn't worked in this healing ward for the longest time she knows she knows the the speech the pattern that you know it's like don't worry everything's going to be all right we're going to bring him back Uh, and seeing his family being so upset i'm actually going to step back outside and wait Mm -hmm. outside i think that kiki kind of overhears that they got a diamond. Uh, so she runs over to um, Mary's dad and says, Is there anything I can help? Please, I, I I, want to help with this ritual. What do you need? Actually, I, um, a few of those incense over there. Got it. The, um, yeah, it, 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 it's the gold box with the bronze latch. And I'm already over there. All right, yeah. Uh, and bringing it back. Sweet. Oh, actually, as I'm standing outside waiting, I look at the potions and I'm like, oh, wait, my other friends <laughs> back to the well <laughs> and start heading down that way. <laughs> Perfect. How much time has passed, Andrew? To go up the well, go inside the church to have a talk with that, to go over, I'd say about 15, 20 minutes. Sounds like now time for a short rest to have occurred. If you were passed out. Uh, if, if you're unconscious, if you're unconscious you don't get to take rests. No. That's literally what rest is. Being <laughs> this is like your body is recovering from a traumatic experience. Like, like if you like go work out one day and you just go too hard, like even sleeping doesn't help. You're just like, it's ah. the best sleep you ever get after a good workout. That's what I'm Wake saying. Up. No, this is, this isn't like a good workout. This is like my body almost died today and it's, right, it's coming right, back right, from the break. You, you like back, wake up from back. a cobra. Like, wow, I feel like all my spell slots just got regained. <laughs> just a just short rest, just 10 minutes, just a little short rest. All right. I'll all right. go back to being unconscious then. Yeah, if we don't do anything for you, you're While... out for a few hours at least. Ayan, while you're lying there in this blackness, there is a familiar feeling of helplessness. This isn't the first time that your life has been in danger. And it's also not the first time 
you've heard a familiar voice. Dark, undulating, oozing with venom. You hear it, not audibly, but in your mind. Weakness. Such weakness. You have our power, and this is what you show. Our strength to survive. Survive, 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 survive. No matter the cost. Cost, cost, cost. Be they your friends or enemies, those lives are not as important as our own. You start to feel a cold sensation, like you've just been dunked in an ice bath. Power that was given can be taken. And you feel a pull, not a physical pull, a like your soul is starting to be ripped from your body. Power can be taken from the weak to give to the strong. Why do you give and take? Why do you give and take? You say our power. I've had but droplets of it. Not enough to, to drink or quench any thirst. That has to be why I fall. Why I continue to fall. I am not weak. Power begets power. Fail us again, and you will lose it all, all, all. Power, all, lose it all. And then it fades out. Cut to the church. Aloysius begins the ritual and he prepares, he sets the diamonds on Vibril's chest and the noble blight family is there and Vantas has his arm around Anna Brill and it's okay, dear. It's okay. He's coming back. He's coming back. My boy, what was he doing in that cave? I don't know, but we will get the answer soon enough. And... Now we will switch to Fabril. Darkness was the last thing that you can remember. And yet there is light from very far away light. And as you try to focus your eyes on this light, it begins expanding and soon you are all surrounded and white and you hear a voice in your head much much like a voice you've heard from a dream very long ago and the voice says back so soon 
My, my, you mortals are so fragile. What to do, what to do. Hmm. Maybe it's just not meant to be, eh? Oh well. It's not my decision. The white light fades to black. And then... It becomes twilight. Stars on the horizon, above you, all around you. But not just stars, galaxies, cosmos, entire universes on display before your very eyes right now. You sit down, overcome with the scope and magnitude of what you're seeing. You sit down on a sandy beach, there is a endless ocean before you, with a calming waves pushing up on shore and pulling back. There are no strong currents, just a gentle foaming wave, back and forth, back and forth. One minute, two minutes, a year, ten years. Three centuries, four hundred millennia. How long have you been here? Doesn't really matter. This place is all that matters. There is peace here, there is solace. It would be so easy to stay here. In fact, that's what you want to do. You want to stay. This place is amazing, it's beautiful, it's unlike anything you've ever experienced before. And then, footsteps beside you. You don't even turn your head to look, but you know who it is. You stand and face the face of your creator. The one who brings life. Lathander himself is standing beside you. His long, flowing dark hair, his beard, his perfect face there, and he looks at you in the eyes. His eyes have galaxies inside of them, endless flows and ebbs of time, and yet his eyes are full of tears when he looks at you. It's like he's looking into your very life. And he weeps because he knows what you have to go through. And yet he weeps because he knows you must do it. And he reaches out his hand and puts it on your chest without saying a word. You feel your chest, ow, ow, that really hurts. There is pain when he touches your chest. And all of a sudden, like being pulled out of a vacuum, you, you're on a table in the temple of light. There is a cleric standing over you. Kiki is watching over his shoulder and you can hear the weeping of your father and mother coming from the right. Fabril! Fabril! 
Barbilla, you be I swear, I swear to all things holy, if you don't wake up. Barbilla. Uh, <laughs> Verbril jumps off the bed, <clears throat> wakes up, and is just takes a look around the room and is silent. For Brill, you quite the work, my friend. How could you do that to us? You say something, are you okay? You can tell that Verbrill is not disoriented, but it's um is different. You can tell he's already different. He um he can't bring himself to speak at this moment, say anything to anyone. Um he's like he's like spaced out. <clears throat> And I go over to lightly hug him, keeping in mind his wounds. <laughs> uh, his wounds have all closed up. There was a very nasty gash on the side of his neck, on the right side. And you can see that even though the wound has closed, there will be a permanent scar. It is jagged and ugly. As if the most rancid, ragged claw just sliced his neck open. It's closed, and it's not bleeding. It's just going to be a scar. As kind of the, the group's healer, I am still thoroughly kind of checking him over to make sure that everything did go right. Um... And I think after all that, I just lightly punch his shoulder. <laughs> mm -hmm. You can't do that to us again, mate. I just, I... I don't know what we would do if we would lose you. <clears throat> For Bruce, though, says nothing. He just looks at Kiki. And you can tell he acknowledges you and acknowledges what you said. But no words come out of his mouth. <clears throat> That's okay. You come to us when you can. And I think that she is going to go back over um, to the other deceased uh, guild member while still keeping Vabril in her sight because she's not going to be able to take her eyes just to make sure that he's still there. Still kind of making everything connect and that he's okay and he's safe. Cool, yeah. So you do that. Nice. Vabril, your eyes wander from your feet to the stained glass windows that have a caricature of Lathander holding up his symbol and there's light emanating from his face 
And from there, your eyes wander down to your parents. <clears throat> Once again, Verbrill, you can tell he acknowledges his parents. <clears throat> his eyes are mixed with disappointment and sadness. Um, he acknowledges them. He's, his eyes are also mixed with gratitude to see them, yet he says nothing. <clears throat> Curiously, though, you expect your dad to be a tyrant of words and ordeals, but he kind of comes over and as you're sitting there on this recovery bed, he kind of bends down and looks, tries to meet you in the eyes and he, the words that he says surprise you. He says, what did you see on the other side, son? Do you remember? So for the first time, Verbill speaks up. <clears throat> I saw my maker. And I can never get the look in his eyes. I can never get that out of my head. Which, which one was it? Was it this one here? And he points to Lathander. It was this one here. Rubro nods his head. Come on, son. While it's fresh, tell me. Rubro nods his head once. Uh, he, he takes out a little notebook and starts writing. He says, that's fascinating. Really interesting. All knowledge. Yes, this confers with other uh, notes. Do you, did he say anything? He's like, he is in learning mode right now. He is trying to get answers. <clears throat> His eyes were filled with tears. Father, because of what I have to go through and what I have to do. Did he, did he tell you that? He said, I'm so sorry for what you have to go through. What, what, what did he say? In his own words, he, um, he did. He did. It's fascinating. Fascinating. Yes. Yes. And he's just furiously taking notes and he says, we'll have to have a talk about this sometime, but I must, I must get to the bottom of this. Hmm. So he is just. He's in full learning mode, and he says, but what about this equation over here? Uh, and he, he kind of mumbles off, and he's like, oh, all right. Uh, 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 Annabril, come. We have many notes to take. Research to do. And he, he and Annabril kind of uh, walk off. Your mom gives you a lingering look as like a knowing look. She nods and says, Glad you're back, son. We will have a talk another time. And she leaves with your dad. 
All right, so Cyprus was, all this was happening, Cyprus was heading back down the wall with some potions, right? Yep, Cyprus is running fast. Definitely. Okay. And I will uh, administer one potion to my buddy. All right. And not the others. That are Steven, down. or should I say Milo, before Cyprus comes you are down here in a cave with dead and unconscious bodies again Milo is you go ahead uh, Milo has a torch a distance in front of him he's sitting like with a with his bow and arrow, like just in front of him, right in front of him, while he's just holding on to a few letters in his bag, as close to a big crack in the wall as he could possibly get. Your eyes try to stay on this torch. This torch is a symbol of hope. It is a lifeline to you but your eyes can't stop moving to the figures on the wall enshrouded in web eye tattoos on their foreheads long dead and you're alone in this cave with everything until you see a green light coming down the tunnel, baby. Cypress Ironwood to the rescue. <laughs> oh, hey, Milo. All right, it's me. Yeah. You all right? Yeah. Yeah. All right, listen. Listen, everything's all right now. They're, uh, they're taking care of Rebril up there. And uh, got one of these potions? Uh, here, do you want to you give it to... Hey, there. I, I scramble over and just like do my best, like shaking hands, trying to get it to uh, have yeah. A and drink it. Uh, maybe I'll do it if you, you knew. You just calm down there. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> so the Kyle, uh, that's nice. Uh, yeah. So Milo is is shaking the potion, almost kind of spilled. Oh, oh, uh, as he gives it to A and A and go ahead and roll forty four plus four, please, and that's your health points. These are really good potions from your best friend Avendasora. A forty four plus four. Yeah. It's a turbo potion. So I had two fours, two twos, so that's gonna give me ten plus four. That's gonna be give me fourteen. Nice. You pop back up to fourteen health points. If I can affect my health points, why are Oh. Um I don't know how to tell you guys this. Cause it didn't show up on D D Beyond last time. It says I'm in death saves. Well, you're definitely not because Kiki used spare the dying on you. So, bet. All right. 
That's what I'm like. Why won't it let me? Why won't it let me change my health back up? And it says, uh, "Do you have to get a manager override on the death, please?" Do you have to like put in that? Dear D&D Beyond. No, no, I no, I just had to put in the health. Please don't kill me. It tells you because if I had not done that, okay, I I just didn't adjust it last time because I don't think it was that far down. Um, Cool, cool. So basically, Kiki listened to the fray and learned how to save a life. Hey oh. Everyone take one D four psychic damage for that. <laughs> Cypress <laughs> punches. <laughs> Terrible joke. <laughs> Listen Go back to sleep. Scrubs is my favorite show of all time. One of my favorite scenes is for my lunch. <laughs> Doctor Scrubs so loses it during uh, the fray how to save a life. Don't you ever talk down on the fray. The fray talks down on you. That show will get you from less field. <clears throat> so as AN's coming back alive. Didn't give enough. Oh. Okay. You all right there, buddy? Yes. Yes, Cypress. Thank you. Um. What was that I just took? Uh, what was that? It's got you up on your feet. Speaking of, we should probably get out of here. Yes, yes, of course. Get out, out of here. Um. Where do we get potions? Oh, it's, uh, it's a bit of a story. I'll tell you when we got everyone else around. Rabriel's going to be okay. Why uh, Why wouldn't he have been? Uh, yeah. Uh, Milo, you didn't know to say that. Uh, well, he was dead. Dead, dead. What? But, uh, it's gonna be okay. Yeah. How? Uh, we should probably go see him now. Uh, Aang's just just thrown off completely. He's just like, how how can he be dead and not dead? This is all material and um, inner monologue going on. I can't want to be dead and not dead. I would have had to have crystals. Crystals. You can't find crystals laying around Braven. Uh, and then he's going through this whole spiel, and he's he's getting up. He's following Cypress. Uh, yes, yeah, Cypress, I'll, lead I'll on. Carry the. Uh, I'll put a couple of the unconscious. People, because there were like three or four of them still. Oh. Milo, make a wisdom saving throw. All right. It's a uh, twenty on the die. Twenty Plus on two the is die. Twenty-two. Nice. You are overcome with a sense of deja vu. This isn't something that you've seen before, and yet you feel like you've seen it. You seen it from a different point of view you you see Cypress leaving the bodies of the adventurers and you guys going back up to your friends and yet at the same time when you see that you see it over and over there is this out of mind experience where you know that if somehow I, you, you don't know how to explain it but the sense of deja vu is like twisting in your mind and you know that if you leave these bodies here something is not right uh yeah the the unconscious people bodies um yes i've we got should, two of them on the shoulders we we should do something about the the uh we should the bodies on the wall too and they will what about the bodies on the wall we we can't just leave them here. 
So you're saying you should let them hit the floor, let the bodies no nope. the floor. Um, <laughs> every I'm gonna make a roll here Literally. as as podcast player. Um, every player now gets one free inspiration to cash in. That's what you just cost us. <laughs> I, 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 I had to. I had to. I'd like to use the inspiration to make you say the joke again. <laughs> so Drew, I might have. So there were other uh, like wrapped up bodies besides. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Vabril oh. was not the only person webbed up on the wall. Oh, okay. I missed that in the last week's session because I was focused. Uh, same, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, you were so focused on Vabril, you were like, "Oh my gosh, Vabril! Shh, cut him down! Get him out of here!" Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll have the other. I'll have the ones that were unconscious and be like, "Uh, yeah. Uh, well, cut him down. I can make a couple trips, I guess." Yeah. Let's- Take a couple trips. I'll, we'll get them to the bottom if you want to start taking them up the well. Yeah, last time I opened one of those, though, the person inside was dead. So uh, I'm going to just take these ones here. Unconscious. I'm yeah, going to open okay. another one of those. Hey, and can you can you grab one? Or I know they're heavy, but I'll tell you what. Uh, um, Anne looks around and sees like rope. I'm gonna give you strong lifting up. Um, looks around for some type of rope or some type of way to help harness the lift up these folk. Milo, do you have an adventuring pack with a rope or anything? Yeah, I got fifty yeah, feet of rope. There you go. He's gonna. There's your rope. He's gonna tie it to the web sack that they're in and just start dragging the sack down. Cool. Nice mental picture there. It's kind of like a bag. Right. It's like a he's going. He's going like a bag of <laughs> it's laundry. It's like tiefling Santa Claus. Yeah. Even bring if out your dead. Bring out your dead. Not dead. Bring yet. out your dead. Even if they're uh, too far gone, we need to get them buried. Get them identified. Sure. Yeah. All right. So we'll say over the course of. 20 30 minutes you guys bring them all out yep and you do that nice um what do you do with these bodies you're sitting in the middle of the town square right by the well with a bunch of webbed bodies are there any guards nearby uh you know what We'll say that uh when you you start hauling them out like that's how I'm not gonna make you roll any strength checks because like you know, as soon as you come out of the well, oh, Milo, what you doing to the well? And you're like, help me. So they come running over and they're like pulling on them and stuff. And you guys get it all out. Let's see who can be saved. Let's get them. Let, let's see who he, who among them can get saved. Let's let's take them to the church. Uh, are you sure? I mean, aren't these more of the cultists that you guys had that, that we were looking for? Well, I didn't hear him stutter. Did you? Yeah, uh, well, righto. <laughs> I mean, at at the very at the very least, get him identified. We we don't want to just leave him there. Yeah. Ian would like to investigate the bodies, looking further, ah. not just a general check. We're not doing those general checks. We're looking to see if there's any extra boxes with other things that might be there, because he is a pro <laughs> investigator, my friend. I will Aiden, say that dead bodies. 
Well, I will say that given the previous experience of trying to find a body and then there was a hidden body compartment, uh, yeah, you definitely give them a, a thorough check. All right, it's a 19 on the die. Um, that's not his Natural. voice, but that's a fun voice to do. So 19 on the oh, die. Probably right. Well, that's 15, 14. <laughs> point, 17, 14 points. Uh, 14. That's not math. I can't do math. Hold on. We, 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 we're 24 is the investigation. Nice. Check. Okay. Jeez. I was like, those numbers are not adding up. All right. So here's what you get. You get another map with the layout of the underwater or the underground caves. You get an actual working key that was not hidden in a body compartment, but it was a key. It's a little bit bigger than the key that you guys had used previously. Bum, 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 bum. Da, 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 da. You got a key. This can only be used inside the Braven Temple. Um, Sweet, we know where it's used. <laughs> uh, no, that was my Zelda reference. Um, so you you get the key. That's the main thing. You got there was another copy of the map, uh, but with that high roll, you get the key. Cool. He puts it in his satchel and makes note of he tries to commit as much of the map to memory as possible as he likes to do when he gets new maps. And then he will put it in his satchel of investigation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cool. So you do that. All right. What's going on, guys? Uh, we're. I'm assuming that we're going to kind of huddle back up. Um. Once things kind of die down, uh, obviously I need to talk to the group about the package. Uh, I don't know if anybody else. Guys, are, the, the the cult aren't there more cultists down in the things? That's why we went down there in the first place. Yeah, the dead bodies. I should have noted this before, but those dead bodies have been dead for a while. It doesn't look like they were killed within the last 24 hours, so. These aren't the cultists we were looking for. Bingo. <laughs> That's right. We should get back with the group and, and re reassess. Figure out what our strategy is. Maybe maybe just spend 10 minutes to just to lie down for a moment. <laughs> well, maybe we'll spend a little longer. A real died. We need to take things. We're not ready to go jumping in deep ends. Let let let's. Uh, I'm I'm gonna ask one of the guards that's with us. Can you uh, go get the mayor? Uh, the mayor? Uh, uh, yeah, I, I can go see where where she went. So he runs off. At, at the very least, they need to know. Well, she's very busy. There was a lot of activity in town tonight. Well, I mean, if there's cultists underground, we probably want, they probably want to know. Probably. Yeah. Cypress, so, so can we'll... you continue to, to lead us to where the rest of the group was? You said Fabril was dead. Yeah, he's dead. in the church over here. It's good. Aiden proceeds to walk towards church. Hosier. All right. So you ask Cypress, take me to church. I was waiting oh, for it. All right. Uh, so we all get back together. 
Cool. Yeah. So you do that. All right. Uh, so I see uh, Cypress or uh, Cypress sees Verbril up, being all moody and suspiciously quiet, reflective, and brooding. And I'll go to say, "Freaking idiot! What the hell were you thinking?" I'll just slap you back down into the ground. Ah, oh. yep, yeah. that was just rude. And also super intrigued with the idea of somebody being dead than not dead. So he's going up to check on his friend. How how did it? How did that work? And he's Ayn's recalling the the his unconscious experiences. Did you did you did you see anything? And he's he's kind of like looking over his friend, looking at the wound. It's not a wound, but it's a scar. Um, the the man just died. He he already got pretty interrogated by his father. Let's just let's just let him be for a bit. Yeah, you know, I know he died. I had to carry his dead body. All right, that's not something I ever wanted to do again. So excuse me if I've got a little bit of steam played off. As you guys are talking amongst yourself, Rabril is just watching y'all, looking at you guys. Did not respond to Ann. Definitely did not respond to uh, Cypress, and just still quiet. Uh, Ann's gonna turn to Kiki. He may have had something similar to what happened to me. I have to know. And he'll he'll and as he's saying that he turns back to face Fabril. You don't have to say talk about it. He'll look he'll look to Fabril and say, "We don't have to talk about it now, but we should talk soon." Are you up to taking on those cultists after all? You see, Fabril kind of crack his neck a little bit for the first time. Showing a little bit of um, aggression. <clears throat> a simple nod is all and, we need to know. And he nods his head. Well, that's good enough for me. I guess we should go. Milo. Did we see where they were going? Did we see any of their trails? Do we need to get the guard together? Well, I... I, uh... I sent I sent the guard for the mayor and uh, uh, are there any of the guards that are like helping dragging the bodies here with us now? Still, uh, sure, yeah. So they probably just finished hauling in the last one of these. They're not giving them like a whole lot of love. They're like these are the cultists who've been causing mischief, and now I have to haul their bodies into a church. Great, thanks, cousin. Yeah, uh, go get uh, the captain. Uh, he says, referring to his uh, father and mother, depending on, like, which group they are. Um, oh, your mom and dad? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'll go get them for you. No problem. So, another cousin runs off. All right, you guys are wanting to, to get back down there and, and go after these folks tonight, eh? All right. Uh, listen, I'm pretty majorly banged up. Uh, how's everybody else feeling right now? 
To be honest, I feel like I'm just running on fumes. Yeah, well, I know my magic's a bit tapped, but you guys feeling... Anybody got any wounds? Everybody feeling healthy? We shouldn't delay too long, but we should definitely rest. Yeah, that's... We need to rest first. Right. We we won't... If we go out now, we're just going to get ourselves killed. Again. And I, I don't know about y'all, but... I don't want that. Yeah, no. Let's... Let's tell the mayor what we've learned. And... Call it a night. There's not much more we can do where we stand. Well... Listen, uh, DM, the note from Avin uh, had us to meet at Davit's Ferry tonight, is what it said. The note from Avin said, um, the gist of what it said was, here's what you need, because this is most likely going to happen based on what I've experienced. Right. When you have finished what you need to do tonight... Come to Davod's Ferry whenever you can. We'll finish what we need to do. Guys, I... And... I think we need to finish what we started. Well, I can maybe take a short rest. But, uh... Yeah. We need to get to Davod's Ferry. Uh, tonight. But only after we finish what we start. I think we'll bring some guards with us, Milo's cousins. That was a good idea. You've been listening to episode four of Fate Reforged, our D&D 5E homebrew campaign. Thank you guys so much for sticking around listening to this. I hope you're enjoying it as much as we are enjoying creating it. If you like what you're hearing, if you want to help us grow the podcast, go ahead and like it, download, subscribe, share it with your friends. We are still... New players and a new group getting to know each other's tendencies and getting to know these characters. So stay with us as we grow and grow with us. Stay tuned. So you guys are all there having a short rest, bandaging up your little wounds that you got from tumbling down the mountainside. Uh, The mayor, she shows up and you guys give her the brief. Uh, yeah, so Milo's mom and dad show up and they say, yeah, we can give you some, we'll definitely devote some of this. We're still kind of, uh, trying to watch out for, for fi- fires because they can spark up. So we can't give you the full guard, but, uh, <clears throat> uh, Milo, uh, your cousins and some of the guards are willing to help. As long as there's enough to at least watch the entrance that we know of. Mm, right. Yeah. Yeah. We want to investigate, uh. Make sure that there's not more of these things down in there. So we'll do a thorough investigation of the caves once we get to the the numbers. So they are ready to help. Uh, what are you guys doing? For our short rest or like once we're ready? My short rest is concluded. What are we doing? All right, let's go. Well, where's our lead? Are we going to go back down to the to the cave? That's that's our best shot right now. Well, okay. they 
the cave, you mean the well? Because we knew. Uh, yeah, we knew the, the from underground. Right. <laughs> the the well the well leads to a cave, so I just kind of deemed it the cave. Oh right, right, right. <laughs> no, yeah, I think that would be good. Uh, you know, we'll find our ways around in there. It'd be nice if we had a map. You know, but you know, hey, it's all right. I like it. Uh, I guess the only initially the only way to go was in that room where Vibril died. Do we see exits or other places out? I don't know if we know about the map yet, John. So you guys come down into the cave system down here and you guys are in a large chamber and straight ahead of you pretty much uh, from where you guys came out of the tunnel, there is a narrower passageway that kind of leads off back uh, down towards town and Vebril, uh, whenever he gets down there, he can say like, Oh yeah, that's where I came from that way right there. Um, there is another passageway uh, over to the left side of the room from where you're standing. Once you come out of the tunnel leading from the well, All right, uh, I'm going to snap uh, Produce Flame up and begin creeping forward. Okay, so as you guys are walking through, there are torches on the wall. There are a uh, few more spider webs that um, have smaller entities, probably some kind of smaller rodents or larger rodents. Uh, there's, But once you get away from this main chamber area you don't find many signs that these creatures have infested the entire cave system it seemed like that large chamber that you guys were in were was the place that they had set up shop all right so which way do we want to go first this we'll see do we see uh tracks or any any recent activity? Roll the right perception direction? check for me, please. Hey. I will guidance myself, because I can do that now. Yeah, now you can. I'm more experienced in tracking, so I'm going to give uh, help action. That's all right. Rolled a net 20. Ooh, uh, so nice. it's a total of 29. Sure, yeah, very good. The perception check of a 29 definitely succeeds. You see along the outer wall. So like there's a stream, not super deep. It's about knee deep that comes kind of directly through the middle of the tunnel. And along the banks, there are footfalls all over the place. And they all head further down this way that you guys are going. The end of the cave or kind of like up here. Like, so you guys were in the main chamber and straight ahead of you was the path that Vibril took to come into the chamber in the uh, opposite way. Okay. There was an opening over on the left side. So the north side of the cave. Okay. All right. Yeah. We'll keep following it. All right. Yeah. And as you guys are going, you see this cave system that looks like it's been here a long time. There's larger pools of water. There's a few deep ends that look like maybe they go to some kind of under 
dropped my cup. Uh, looks like they go to some kind of underground river system. So as you guys progress through, you see that there are a few recent, would you say, excavation points. So there are a couple points where the cave tunnel kind of narrows down and it looks like there's fresh rubble that is sitting on the side and that it doesn't look like it's wet because it's hasn't been weathered down. There are a few broken pickaxes kind of discarded onto the, off to the side. There's a few uh, empty f- uh, food containers. Looks like somebody's definitely been working here for a while too. Are we able to see where they affected like the most of the cave? It seems like they were just pushing through. So this cave goes down into like the... Based on your cerebral knowledge of kind of like locations and stuff, you would guess that from the well, you guys went kind of down and straight and then you curved back around to the left. And now you guys are heading basically directly underneath the mausoleum now. So it seems like all haste was made to kind of come this way. Yeah, so the cave the cave that you guys are in is recently excavated at points. There were a few points where it seemed like the ceiling came down too low, and so they had to excavate that out, or the walls were too narrow to fit people through. And you see that the river system kind of goes down into the ground and it looks like they stopped moving in one direction. And as you kind of guess that there are over to the right, it looks like there has been a wall that was broken through and you hear a voice and it says, well, it's about time. I thought you guys would never show up. So sorry for not introducing myself, but it really was our first meeting. You see this female form in a hooded figure standing kind of inside the cave. And she pops out. Here, I'll put her on the map for you guys to see. There is a robed female figure. And she has these two snakes coiled around her arms. She says... I told Randall that it was a smart idea to have a rear guard, and it seems like I was right, as always. Now, it is time for you all to leave us alone. And everybody, roll initiative. Yeah, boy! That's a 17 initiative from Milo. That's a 16 for me. Ian has rolled 10. Vabril, what are you doing? Uh, let's see. Vabril um, is going to... Hmm. That's not good enough. Um, Vabril will pull out his sword and shield. And... Move 
is it possible for me to move and then uh, take a dodge action? Yeah, yeah, you can definitely do that. Beautiful. Then that's exactly what I'll do. Um, Rogrill would move. Oh, baby. I believe, um, yep, 30. So I'll take my full 30 uh, movement. Okay. So up here and then embrace for a dodge action. Moving just out of range of the snakes. So you run up and you brace yourself. Okay. Because I can't can't attack. Yeah, because I can't attack the snake, right? Because I have to. Yeah, be, you're you're just out of range. Me, yeah, melee attacks. I have to actually be five feet away, right? Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. flavor wise, these are still kind of coiled around her arms. Oh, okay, I see. And I see. all right, so it's actually her turn, and she sees you kind of run up and brace yourself, and she says, "My, my, my! Aren't you a hasty one? But I don't think you'll be needing that." And she cast Heat Metal on your sword. So what I'm going to need you to do is make a Constitution Saving Throw. Constitution Saving Throw. Uh, Sweet. Since this isn't an attack, you don't get to use that dodge action to your full ability. Okay. So what... Alright. So I would have no advantage on this. Since this isn't an attack, you have to make a saving throw. It makes makes sense. It makes sense. All right. Uh, Seven plus four. So that's what? Twelve. Eleven. Eleven. Okay. So you you go up there and you brace yourself and you're like, not this time. (laughs) However, your sword begins to glow red hot. From the middle of the sword, it just begins to glow and pulse and it sears your hand. So, here's the spell right here. Are you ready for this? You choose a manufactured metal object such as a metal weapon or suit of heavy armor, blah, blah, blah. You cause objects to glow red hot. Any creature of physical contact takes 2d8 fire damage when you cast a spell. Until the spell ends, you can use a bonus action to keep it going. All right, so if, you are, if you're wearing the object or using the object, you take damage from it. So you have to beat the constitution saving throw or drop the item. And since you failed the saving throw, you will take... Oh, it's not bad. Only five points of damage. Okay, wait. So I, did, I have the, did I have the choice to drop the item and not no. roll? No, no you, you do. Because if you don't drop it... Oh, um, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Dis- no, I misunderstood you your question. on attack rolls. Yes. I'm sorry. Say that again. If you... So well, you... The creature must succeed on a constitution saving throw... Or drop the item if it can. Okay. So since so you failed the saving throw, you drop the item. I drop the item, so I don't take damage. No, do. Well, if it does, if you don't drop the item, you have disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks until the start of your next turn. Gotcha. Yeah, you, okay. you take but, the damage from when it when it hits and heats up, and then you drop mm-hmm. it. You're not taking the damage anymore, but your sword's there on the ground. You can gotcha. still attack with it, but then you have disadvantage. And then as a bonus action, they Makes can sense. cause it to hurt you again. Okay, well, then I do drop it. All right. You hear a as this red hot <gasps> sword just drops right into the water down below. And there is a clink, clink, clink as it hits the rocks down below. Uh, Milo, you're up. All right. Milo is going to move a little bit uh, to not shoot through 
like where his friend is standing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I bit my hung. And shoot the lady. Gonna shoot the lady, huh? Yep. That is a 15 to hit, 9 piercing damage. Uh, you go to a fiery area, and you're like, that's on target, baby. That's right. Uh, but she throws a shield up, and it just bounces right off. That's the end All of right. your turn. That's the end of your turn. Kyle and then TJ. All right. I'm going to move right up behind the brill. And I'm going to throw a dagger at one of them snakes on her arm. All right. Go ahead and roll. An attack roll. That would be a 16. A 16 does hit. My damage will kind of come in on a six. Six. You completely impale this snake right through the head. You see that as it was coiled around her arms, they were starting to kind of lift these strange looking scales. And all of a sudden you see that these wings pop out of the snake. And as it gets ready to take off from her arm, this dagger just right out of the dark, just right in the dome. Oh, hey, and it here. drops to the ground. All right. Is that all for your turn, sir? And then, I, according to my notes, everyone here except for Ayan has a inspiration point. So I'm going to give him an inspiration point. Be like, hey, sorcerer, come, uh, maybe come help us. So, A, and he has given you a bardic inspiration. We'll clarify the how long bardic inspiration actually lasts uh, in a little bit. But for now, A, and you have bardic inspiration. All right. I believe I was next. Yep. Uh, TJ. I'll take that produced flame that I've been holding and flick it at one of the other uh, snicks. Uh, okay. Go ahead and roll an attack roll. 21 to hit uh, five points fire damage. Five is enough. These thing, these, this fireball just comes and just incinerates this other one, and it drops to the floor. And she says, "My precious is." Yeah, you know how long it took me to train flying snakes? Well, actually, you know, there's different techniques you can use. Uh, they're a little bit persnickety sometimes. Well, I don't care. Uh, kill the snakes. <laughs> You're next. All right. So, uh, is that your turn? Yep, yep. All right, Kiki, you are up. Awesome. And then Ian, because the snakes are dead, so. Um, I'm going to move forward some, uh, kind of ready my shield and cast Sacred Flame. Sacred Flame. All right. So she's going to need to make a dexterity saving throw of 14. Uh, She passes. Yeah, she passed. She rolled a 16. Well, damn. All right, Ayan. Damn, can you let me know from where I Ayan's character is? On the mm-hmm. map, of the, it's this serpentine cave that we're in. Mm-hmm. Very applicable for snakes. So he's around these corners. Can he? Does he have line of sight on... Yeah, yeah. she came kind of out her. of that entryway and was like doing her big presentation like, look at my flying snakes, they're so special. Oh, now they're dead. So, yeah, you definitely can see this evil sorcery lady. 
All right. Ian's going to try to focus some energies, get his his energy going, reach out, and I'm going to need her to make a strength saving throw. I need a DC Ooh, 14. Strength was not something she focused on. Right, oh, she deep. fails. Tell me what happens. And take 1d8 lightning damage. If it ends up within five feet. Cool. That puts her right in front of Vebril. Bet. And the <laughs> D8 is a five. So five, five damage. points of lightning damage. Nice. Okay, Vebril. There is a... More power. Nice. Vebril, this evil cultist lady has been pulled directly in front of you. Your sword is down on the floor uh, in front of you in the water. So it it did hit the water. Concentration check. Nice. So Vibril is going to use a bonus action and try to pick up his sword. Um, And then roll an attack on this evil cult lady. So I have 12 plus 5, so that's uh, 17 hit. Uh, TJ, what's your question? Uh, so just a point of order, um, Heat Metal would still be going unless she would fail a concentration check? She did. Is... She got a she got a 1. Okay, so Heat Metal's gone? Wait, even even when it hit the water? I know no, it's magic. Yeah, it's, it's always going. The spell There's... was going until Aeon attacked, and then she lost concentration on the okay. spell. So now the sword is beginning to... Like cool down, so you won't take damage if you pick okay. up your sword. Because the big thing is, it gives disadvantage uh, if it was still going. So that's why I wanted to yeah. clarify before Got you to attack. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So that is. Oh wait, so one d six. Oh heck yeah, ten points of damage, baby. Ouch. <laughs> For real, boy. Ah. <sighs> Nice. Febril, you pick up your sword and it is still it's it's hot, but I'm not saying it, it's hot enough to make you take the damage. But your sword is is piping hot. It is hot enough to where you know like you've you've got it here, but you as you pull out your sword, you see as you go to stab your sword is its a little banged up. It's a little bruised from where it, it hit the ground in the water and it was bubbling. And as you stab into this lady, you stab right through the abdomen. The sword was still hot enough that it, it just went in like a hot knife through butter. And you stab right up through her clavicle and you bring it up. And as you are bringing the sword up into her chest region, your sword breaks. And it it shatters. However, you see this this sword fragment sticking out of her, and she's uh, it wasn't supposed to be this way. Ah. Uh, and she dies. She falls over face first into the water. And you, 
you stand there holding the hilt of your sword. And that's where we're in the episode.